If you listen to this podcast and follow what we do at Troutbitten, then you're a thoughtful angler, and you don't accept the status quo simply because that's how it's always been done. Squall of Fishing designs and creates fly fishing apparel with this same philosophy. Squalla was started by a group of lifelong fly anglers who spent their careers working for some of the biggest names in the outdoor industry, and they understood that essential fly fishing apparel like waders, jackets, sun gear, and insulation could simply be better. So now, Squalla makes gear for us, the like-minded few, serious anglers who don't take themselves too seriously. Check them out at squallafishing.com. Water is essential for life, but for Orvis, it's the blood of the brand. Orvis has been the leader in fly fishing since 1856. No other brand can match the explorative and innovative spirit they bring to the water today. Everything at Orvis is about inspiring and empowering adventure and wonder in nature. Rooted in the vitality of fly fishing, fueled by passion and curiosity for the outdoors, Orvis designs and develops products and experiences providing the knowledge and expertise to enable more meaningful moments and connections in nature. With over a century and a half of experience in the field and on the water, Orvis seeks to ignite that passion in others. This is the Trout Bitten Podcast. Trout Bitten. Trout Bitten? Trout Bitten. Trout Bitten. Trout Bitten? Yeah, Trout Bitten. Trout Bitten. It's about trout. Wild trout. This is Trout Bitten. This is the Trout Bitten Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Dominic Swentoski. I'm the owner of Trout Bitten and the author of TroutBitten.com. All right, here we are in the middle of season nine, and we're doing something a little different. This is like an intermission between sets. My wife, Becky, is here, and we'll catch up on a few trout-bitten things in a moment. I also have a listener email to share with you that really gets to the heart of what we all love about being out there on the water anyway. And then, I'll read one of my favorite trout-bitten stories from the archives. It's titled, Coffee and Secrets, and I think it strikes at a similar sentiment about the intangible motivations that keep us involved in a fishing life. So we spend a lot of time on trout-bitten emphasizing the technical aspects of this game. Because catching the next trout is what moves the mystery forward, on and on, over time. But without the beauty of trout water, the allure of these spaces, and the peace we feel with the river flowing around us, the catching fish part wouldn't mean much. So this season's intermission is sandwiched between two very technical podcasts about leader design and nymphing tactics. This is a good place, then, to come up for a breath, to look around and soak in the moment for a bit. We're right outside of the holiday season, and for me, like so many others, the end of the year calls for reflections about where we've been and where we're going. And the one thing I've realized the most about this Troutbitten project is how it has moved from just me creating things to having so many others involved in this effort. For many years, it was an I business, and now it's a we business. Of course, the other Troutbitten guys join me on the podcast every week, and the same guys contribute a ton of great photos for the website. Josh Darling of Wilds Media produces fantastic video work for Trout Bitten. Austin Dando is our event coordinator, and both Bill Dell and Austin guide for Trout Bitten. And it's that camaraderie and those friendships that build the foundation for Trout Bitten. The companies that support us are part of it too, and most have become long-term partners that help grow the project. And the other person that makes all of this possible is my wife, Becky. 
once Beck became involved, I gained a lot more time to focus on the next thing, like the next podcast, the videos, the articles, whatever else. So here she is, Beck, you're, you're back. Do you like being in charge of trout pitting? That's my question. Yes. You in charge? I mean, I'm in charge. I've always been in charge. Now everybody <laughs> just knows it. A little bit. No. Um, not the creative stuff. Right? No, I'm very much not in charge. Um, and I think anybody who knows you well knows um, you are in charge. But Of creative I, stuff. Yes. yes. I don't so like all the other stuff. Right. So I feel like what I've done is take on a lot of necessary, important tasks yeah. that give you more time to create. It suits and us. You enjoy doing that. I do. Um, yeah. I like it because I like to find order and chaos and, mm. and organizing everything and making sure that um, we're meeting deadlines and all those sorts of things. That is helpful to me. Yeah. But I also have really enjoyed the unexpected benefit of all of the interactions that I get to have with your clients and, yeah. you know, different businesses that you collaborate with and your the Troutman community in general. Um, everybody mm -hmm. was really cool after the last time I snuck on the podcast. Oh, um, yeah. It made me feel like I'm certainly not the only wife out there who hates how fishing gear smells. So oh, yeah. we that have, was yeah. very validating. Thank you. That was a moment. Everybody. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, a lot of people kind of reached out and had, you know, positive things to say. And a lot of your clients who I've communicated with since then to get them set up with with trips for you in the coming year or so. Everybody's just great and friendly and it's just such a cool community. So that's been sort of an unexpected, fun part of being more involved. Right on. It's been good. So here we are. Got a glass of wine. Yep. <laughs> Two things we want to bring up. Leader sales first. Leaders are almost ready. Mm -hmm. And what is it? When's the launch? The launch will be Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So this is the fall? Yeah, this is the fall. That's what, that's what season we're in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can do it. Um, this is cool because we fo we're following through with something, the idea that you had, which is do four leader sales a year, one in each season. Mm -hmm. So this is our last leader sale of the year. It's late fall, but it's our fall sale. And um, the last sale in the summer was great. It went really well. We added some inventory yeah. in the summer, and, and it did inevitably still sell out. Um, so we've added a little more this time based on that. Always goes quick. Yeah, it really does. But I feel like we are getting more efficient at mm -hmm. the sale. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of work to right. have all these leaders ready to get out the door and in everybody's hands. Um, it takes us a couple of days. I sit at the computer and you sit in the, well, you, you package things, right? I got to take care of the computer work and you're packaging things. Well, the shipping, you're talking about the shipping. That takes right. a couple of days. The preparation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm deep in that right now, um, getting all the leaders packaged up to be shipped out. Right on. That to me is the biggest. You're right. Yeah. The heaviest lifting. It is. For sure. And we sort of agreed when we decided to do this four times a year, I had to take that on. There's no way you could no. prep everything. That's why I did There's it in my off seasons before. Right. Off seasons from guiding. And because uh, I had some time. And right. but now, yeah. Now you're in charge. I'm in charge. Yeah. But the, the shipping is, um, it does take a lot of work. So usually, yeah, we will launch the sale. And then a couple days later, we'll just sit down and hammer out 
hundreds and hundreds of packages. Hours and hours Hours of shipping. But the last time. It's kind of fun. It was fun. We Another glass of wine. We did. And and we, gosh, we worked our way through Use Your Illusion 1, Guns N' Roses. (laughs) Right. Use Your Illusion 2. Right. The blue album, the red album. Mm -hmm. Right. Get a Grip, Aerosmith. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Within those three albums, we got a lot done. <laughs> yeah. Some Dave Matthews um, stuff was mixed in too. Dave Matthews. I think this time we should listen to Taylor Swift and Christmas music. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and we're, yeah. If it was, if you have your way, we're putting a Hallmark channel on too. <laughs> hey, I, no, um, I, no, but I just want to say I packaged up probably um, about 190 standards today during one Hallmark movie while you were gone. You were fishing. Ooh, that is efficient. Yeah. And I took over your office and mm-hmm. I turned on a Hallmark movie. I see that. And um, I got that done. But anyway, yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, this last sale too, I did keep a list. You know, I don't have it. I think I, I don't know what I did with it, but I kept a running list. I wanted to see how many mm. states, how many orders we got from how many states. And then I even mm. did like, I kept track of how many from each state. state. What, what's yeah. that called? Like when you... Tally. Yeah. I kept a tally. And that was fun. It just made it fun and really interesting. Yeah. Something to keep you motivated as you're well, doing yeah, some monotonous was, task. Yeah. After like two days of shipping, then like a new random state would come in. New state? Like Rhode Island. Hey. <laughs> 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 you know. There you go. Um, That's right. I was really surprised. I know I, you weren't, but I was surprised um, to see the states we shipped the most to. I mean, Pennsylvania was the most, obviously. That mm-hmm. was not a surprise to me. We live in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's a big fishing state. Like, it is a big you know, fishing Pen- state, yeah. Yeah, so Pennsylvania won. But uh, this next two were mm-hmm. New York, I guess also mm-hmm. not too surprising, and California. California, Colorado, I was Montana. shocked by how many orders we get mm-hmm. from California, but you made the point that that's such a, a densely populated state. Yeah. That I it probably makes sense. Just but I was like, oh, that's random. Utah's big too. All the New mm-hmm. England states, New North Carolina, Tennessee. Yes. There were a bunch from Florida and Texas. I'm like, where's your trout water? A lot from Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hard to explain. I mean, Arizona, we got some from like yeah. New oh, Mexico. Yeah. It's like every state. It Alaska. Was, we've done Alaska. Well, yeah, we did not get Hawaii this time. No. So anybody out there from Hawaii want to um, make my day. <laughs> New tally. I can add you to my list. Yeah. So uh, with all that said, my point is we've become pretty efficient at the shipping part of it. Yeah. Something else to um, bring up regarding the leader sale is we're putting the Trout Bitten New Trail shirts and hats back oh, yeah. into the mix. Well, we should bring that up. What we're talking about is all the leaders will be back. George Harvey Dry Fly Leader. Standard mono rig, thin mono rig, micro thin mono rig, ciders, and full mono rig kits. So all that'll be back. It's almost ready right now. Um, day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, all that's back. Then you have all the stickers, all the hats, and the apparel's always there. Tell them why. Tell them why, Beck. So the trout bit apparel is always in the shop because we use another company that's based actually in another state. Print on demand company. And right. So if you order a trout bent hoodie 
or a t-shirt, it doesn't come from us directly in the same way that, you know, we physically ship the leaders out. We do ship the all hats the hats the out. The hat, yep. Yeah, the hats are all here. The stickers are all here. The um, collaboration that we have with New Trail um, that Troutbitten loves, right? Everybody, Troutbitten community, everybody loves New Trail. Um, so we have a collaboration with them and and we have t-shirts and hats and those are here. But the yep. the the specific Troutbitten branded apparel that's available year round comes from another facility. So that ships separately. So during the leader sale, a lot of times people will order maybe a Harvey and a full kit and then they'll yep. throw a hoodie or a t-shirt into that. Those ship separately. So you'll get right. your leaders from us, but in a different package, a different shipment, probably on a different day, Yeah, you'll get the apparel that you've ordered. Yep. yep. Two different packages. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. What's the, uh, so that's coming Black Friday. Yep. And thanks to everybody out there who uh, supports us every time. We appreciate it. Glad to offer them too. Um, I am a little excited about the time of year. I don't know if that's relevant or not, but I think it's fun that the timing just falls that we could do this on Black Friday. It just feels like a I know fun day do. to do it. <laughs> I don't know. As a shopper, as a, right. as a dedicated shopper, yes, Becky is happy to launch the leader sales on Black Friday. And a Christmas enthusiast. That's right. <laughs> as a Christmas hey, enthusiast. We're, How many we're, Christmas trees are in our house, Beck? How many? <clears throat> inside in- the house. <laughs> This is going to sound ridiculous. I'm not sure you might want to cut this out. Inside the house, we have mm-hmm. <laughs> we have nine. <laughs> oh yeah, and there isn't one in my office yet. No, I the not one in your after. office. Yeah, isn't is coming to your office soon? It will be so, so. So and then there's the Christmas tree on our front porch. So if you count that, we have ten Christmas trees. Hey now. It sounds ridiculous. I promise it's not tacky. I promise it looks fine. Looks good. Looks fantastic. There's a, basically a tree in almost every room except the bathrooms and the kitchen. And you are a Christmas enthusiast from the day we met. Yes. I knew this. You yep. know, yes, because do you remember when we, um, I remember Leonard Hall was the- At IUP. We went to college together at IUP. And Leonard Hall was the building that the English department was in. Yep. And I remember yep. um, seeing you. This was before we were dating. Seeing you like the day before Christmas break. You probably mm-hmm. don't even remember this. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. But mm-hmm. I remember walking into Leonard Hall. And you always used to hang out on the, like the benches outside of Leonard Hall with some of those with other. Dr. Wilson. Well, and the guy like, um, like Scott. Scott and, White. Um, oh, what's. Um, Clay. I forget his real name. Gary. Gary Boring. Yeah, and um, oh, what's his name? Who we we still we get Christmas cards. We send him Christmas cards. He lives up in New England. His wife's a vet. Brandon Weaver. Brandon. Anyway, I remember walking up the steps to walk into like my last class, and everybody's happy because it's the last day before Christmas break, and seeing you. And I think I said, <laughs> "Merry I Christmas." I, I think I did. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Merry Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> I just thought like that. I was just telling people Merry Christmas. <laughs> and I remember nice. like a year later, after we had been dating for a while, probably the first Christmas we were dating, you like, you said to me, do you remember when you told me Merry Christmas? That was kind of strange. Nice. <laughs> there aren't a lot of people walking around saying Merry Christmas. Anyway. Well, they should be. They should be. Yes, they should be. So I'm excited. I think that it's fun 
to me that we're doing the leader sale when we are, because I do think some people will probably be buying leaders as Christmas presents. Maybe not. Debatable. I know that last year, I know for a fact that last year when we sold them, it would have been in the fall. I know there were people who did, and we actually had somebody who bought leaders and a guide trip as a Christmas yeah, yeah. gift for someone. And then, sure. And um, I, so I, it warms my heart a little bit that uh, some of these leaders will be Christmas gifts. I think it's fun. Okay. Anyway, moving on. The other thing is the uh, recommended gear page. Um, yeah, probably two or three years I've had that up on the website. You can find that in the in the menu. Everything you're looking for on Trout Pitten is up there in the top menu. Just navigate around a little bit. You'll find it or use the search page. Recommended gear has always been what I recommend. And Beck, you had the idea that the other guys should be involved in this, especially because we've done some podcasts now where everybody, you know, pack or vest, your favorite rod, all this stuff, what, what guys use, what they don't use. And we've had good uh, constructive arguments about this is better, this is better, this is not. And so you had the idea to get the other guys involved in recommended gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I sent an email out to the podcast crew and everybody responded with pretty thorough lists of what they would recommend. And I I do think it will just kind of enhance that part of the website. And like you said, you all have different opinions. You guys disagree about things. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You carry your rods on your rod rack in your vehicle. Bill has a rod rack on his vehicle. Um, There's just lots of different. Double banger. um, Yeah. Trevor is the expert. Um, on keeping warm in the winter. So he had a lot of really Dr. Wool. specific recommendations. Dr. Right. Wool. Wearing wool underwear. Did Literally you? down to his favorite pair of wool underwear. It's coming, yeah. folks. If you want to know, it'll be on the website. Um, <laughs> wool underwear. Yeah. It's true. Not yeah. itchy. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know what's funny um, is that, was it last, no, not last week's podcast episode, the one before was the stuff you don't need. Oh, yeah. Right? You guys did an entire episode about what you don't need. Yeah. And I was listening to that thinking, you fools all just sent me very thorough lists with your favorite gear, and you're sitting here talking about how you don't need anything. (laughs) And I was just Oh, no, no. (laughs) What what the list is for is stuff you do need. And we did a full podcast about stuff you don't need. mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) <laughs> you guys were talking about basically fishing with like Ziploc bags around your feet. I mean, <laughs> it was, I was like, yes, this you is don't not need waiters. A, right. And I just thought, oh, the irony there is that, and we're coming up with all this recommended gear. Yeah. You all are like, you don't need anything. Just get a stick and some string. You're fine. That's good. That's good. So, all right. So the recommended gear page. Um, it's a lot of work to be quite honest, uh, a lot of website work and I should have that. Beck, are you going to do it? Are you going to do that website work? Hey, I offered, I offered, I wanted it to <laughs> you be. You can offer, an, but can you actually do it? No. There's a skill set there. Mm-mm. I wanted it to be a post. I'm glad it's going to be an entire website up, update. We'll do a post um, too, but the, yeah. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> so that does take a lot of work and I think I can get it done here with the maybe one extra day I'll have around the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, early December. Look for it early December. Mm-hmm. The All the new updates on the recommended gear page. I will make a dedicated post about it and mm-hmm. I'll tell you about Trevor's wool underwear. Josh wears mm-hmm. it too, by the way. Sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous to me. I'm like, what are we living? It's like Little House on the Prairie. 
We're wearing wool we're underwear. Come on, Pa. <laughs> what are you wearing under there, Pa? <laughs> anyway, that's that. And, uh, and then the leader sale. Good. That's everything we're going to cover. What else, Beck? Anything else? You want to say Merry Christmas to everybody before you get out of here? No, but I would like to say Happy Thanksgiving. No can't Merry skip Christmas. Over Thanksgiving. Well, okay, yeah. It's Come Thanksgiving on. week, which is also fun. It's just, just a nice time of year. But you didn't decorate for Thanksgiving. No. You skipped it. You, you went from Halloween to Christmas pretty quick right. this year. Yes. Hey, 10 trees is a lot of work. So if you... <laughs> it is. Anybody's putting up 10 trees and then you have to take it down in like four weeks. It just, mm -mm. so I've been doing it early since way before. Yeah, I know. All everybody was doing it early. We do cut down one tree. We do have one real tree. Yeah. So, well, that, we'll, will that make 11? No, no. I'm including that. So we'll do that Thanksgiving weekend. I'm, I always look forward to that. That's a fun thing to do with the boys too. Cause I mean, I we know. have boys. So it's not like I have daughters who want to like help trim the tree with me. I mean, <laughs> My gosh, it's, that, that's not happening. But the boys are like, yeah, let's go chop down a tree. Aiden gets yeah, right after it. He basically <laughs> does it himself. Aiden so, does. He yeah. does. He's a little right. lumberjack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I love it. I do, uh, I do love all the trees and all the decorations. I also love that I don't do anything for it, do I? You don't really want me doing anything. You show up on Christmas morning with your coffee and you're like, well, let's see what's about to happen. <laughs> what are the be kids fun. getting this year? <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, Beck. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the updates. You have a Hallmark movie to go watch? <laughs> <laughs> you do too. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Yeah. Maybe. So that's, I guess that's everything. The shop, um, the recommended gear page. And yeah, thank you to everybody for all of the support. Um, thanks for letting me sneak in and talk about Christmas trees and Guns N' Roses. It's all about balance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. Moving on then, next thing. So we get a lot of great questions that come in for the podcast and from the website, sometimes from the videos, and that's good. It's another way to keep in touch with everyone out there. And every so often, I read a comment from someone that really hits home, something that just connects. And I'm gonna share this one with you. This is from Peter Daniel by way of email. He says, Hi, Dom. This is a response to your last podcast about getting through a slow day. A given, but I remind myself it's not the catching of fish that makes catching fish meaningful. I have an artistic background, and I can tell you do too from your music references and the way you write. But there's something important about the blank spaces in a canvas, the silence around notes, the downs, Inform the ups. Not sure if it's true, but Gibran said the extent to which sorrow carves into your being is the amount of joy you can contain. And in the movie Shadowlands about C.S. Lewis's life, Joy says the pain then is part of the happiness now. The longer I'm not catching fish, the more excited I am upon catching the next one. It all balances out. And Paul says, I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Thank you, Peter. I absolutely love this message. Peter's point about music and art needing the spaces and about deep sorrow making room for joy reminds me of the Tom Petty song, Walls. He says, some days are diamonds, some days are rocks. 
His message was to surrender to this aspect of life. Let life find its balance. Years ago, I published an article with the title, Some Days Are Diamonds, Some Days Are Rocks, that references Petty's song. And I wrote this, A good life is unpredictable. If you have enough lines in the water, something unexpected is bound to happen. We might label those events good or bad, but I, for one, am happy for the variety. I'm glad this life is full of surprises. And here's a little more from that article. Being a musician, people often ask me about my favorite song. I've had many. And like a lot of good things, it changes once in a while. But Petty's message in this song hits me hard. It rings true because this is how I understand life. I try to give everything I have to everything I do. I've always lived this way from the time I was a boy. Now I coach Little League baseball teams and teach them to play the game with all of their hearts and souls, leaving nothing inside that they might later wish they'd given over to the game. And when we lose, it should hurt, but only for a little while, because the next chance to win is coming soon. The beauty of this life is in knowing that the best things don't come around every day, accepting that it's all unpredictable, and trusting that the bad things will be followed up with something better. You have to let it all happen, and at the same time, get out there and make your own way. A good life is 50-50. That's just the way it goes. Not much turns out how you had it planned. There are ups, downs, highs, and lows. There are fears and joys, and somehow, it all blends together in the end. There's something wonderful, calming, and reassuring about all that balance. So that's what I wrote in that article. And here's the Tom Petty verse from the song Walls that sums all of this up. Some days are diamonds. Some days are rocks. Some doors are open. Some roads are blocked. Sundowns are golden. And then they fade away. If I never do nothing, I'm coming back someday. Thanks again to Peter Daniel for taking us down that road for a little bit. See, it's not all just fishing here at Trout Pit. You get, a, you get a little bit of life philosophy as well. All right, now as promised, here's one of my favorite stories from the Trout Pitten archives. I wrote this one in December of 2019, and it's titled Coffee and Secrets. The clerk at the convenience store seemed frustrated. No doubt he'd had a long shift, punctuated by the challenges of a demanding late-night crowd after the bars had let out. He'd probably built a dozen gas station subs and dunked cheeses, meats, and sliced potatoes into stale fryer grease all night long and was entirely sick of customer service. His late shift duties surely had him cleaning everything from the cooler glass to the toilet seats, and he knew exactly how many minutes he had left before clocking out, probably at 6 a.m. I knew this was the end of his shift and not the beginning, because it's easy to notice these things if you've ever done similar work in your own life. He looked at me for the first time and asked if all I wanted was the coffee. I nodded while I saw him spot the Sims fishing logo on my coat, along with the lenses hanging around my neck and my wind-burned face. Are you fishing in this? The kid asked with some excitement. I'm old enough to call someone in their 20s a kid now. He motioned toward the double doors and past the ice-melting salt pellets that he'd surely spent time spreading over the sidewalk. It was early December, and the first mix of thick, wet snow had come a little earlier than usual. Because weather forecasts are now entertainment and not real news, a short but weak cold front had been manufactured into a mini-drama that had all the locals stocking up on milk, bread, and Slim Jims the day before. 
I stared at the clerk for a moment and sized him up. Was he grumpy because of the job? Mad at the world? Or just needing something more out of life? I decided on the latter. Yeah, man, I answered. It's gorgeous out there right now. Do you fish? I peeled back the plastic tab on the coffee lid and burned my finger enough to know that I should let the steam escape before daring my first drink. Yeah, the kid nodded. But I didn't know trout would eat in the winter. Are you fishing over on the big river? He asked. We both looked east through the double doors and over the rolling mountains of stacked spruce trees. The peaks were tall enough to block the sunrise for another hour or two. But the morning was already turning from the black of night to the mixed blues of pre-dawn. I stared back and sized him up again. No longer grumpy, the kid's eyes were lit up at the thought of trout fishing. I liked that. I consider myself to be friendly enough. Sometimes. Kind of. But if I'm asked the question like, How's the fishing, mister? By a stranger, I'm more likely to answer with something that discourages further investigation and changes the subject. My friend Smith chuckles because I give the same reply every time. It was slow, man. Caught a couple of rock bass, though. This in the heart of cold water trout country. I wasn't quite sure why I'd ask the kid if he fished in the first place, but there was something about him that compelled me to share. And here I was, about to give up a guarded secret. Do you have a piece of paper back there? I asked. I'll show you something. Sure, the kid said. So he reached behind the counter. Then he slid a lime green menu across to me and turned it upside down. He looked eager. I raised my eyebrows. Have a pencil? I asked. Oh, yeah, he stammered. Sure. The kid fumbled through his company vest pocket before producing something I could write with. Then I began to draw a map while I asked him a question. You ever been down Cole Road? I asked. Yeah, we partied back there in high school, the kid admitted sheepishly. Ah, so those are your beer cans, I said with a smile, and the kid loosened up a bit. Well, that gate is never actually locked, and it's not a dead end. I kept drawing the map. It's state land behind where you guys had your keg parties. Really? He asked. Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. I nodded as I formed the outside bend of a riverbank with the pencil. So there are three big rocks on the north side of the ridge off the tram road, I said. Park there. I tapped on the edge of the green menu and looked up at the kid. Then I drew a line down to the river bend. It's a hell of a walk down a steep mountain. And I wouldn't say there's anything like a path, really, but you'll find your way down to the river with a little ambition, you know what I mean? I asked him. Yeah, I do, he said. My dad and I hunted in that area a couple of times when I was a kid. Up on the ridge, though. Right, I interjected. I tapped the menu at the riverbank again. You can hear the fast water on that river bend from all the way up on the mountaintop, especially when the leaves are off like this, I told him. The kid nodded and studied my pencil lines on the menu. I made a dark X on the downstream side of the bend. The whole thing is good, I said, but that bottom end is something you don't want to miss. Then I laid the pencil on the menu and slid the lime green paper back across the counter before picking up my coffee. I stared at the kid for another moment, still sizing him up. He smiled a lot and said thank you a few times, like I'd just given him an early Christmas gift. Sure thing, I nodded, and I turned to leave. At the double doors and by the bucket of ice melt, I paused for a moment and looked at the kid's reflection in the glass. He was still behind the counter, waiting for his shift to end, and now, possibly, making fishing plans. I looked back at him again. Hey, don't tell anybody else about that spot, all right? I asked. 
but enjoy it. It's a great little out-of-the-way slot in the valley that no one else really gets down into. Yeah, for sure. Thanks again, he said. Yep, I nodded. And if you see my truck there, come find me and we'll fish together. All right, you got it, he said. The kid looked happy. A couple of months later, the opposite happened. I drove down Cole Road and was surprised to find fresh tracks in the new snow beyond the gate. I followed the tire tracks to the three rocks and recognized the white Jeep Wrangler as the only car that had been in the lot that snowy morning at the gas station. And after making my way down the icy ravine, I found the kid fishing by himself in the valley, just downstream of where I'd made the X on the lime green menu. From 50 yards away, we easily recognized each other, and we both waved. The kid waded to shore as I approached, thanking me again. Yeah, forget that, I said. I'm glad you found it. So tell me how you like winter fishing. The kid took off his fishing pack and pulled out a thermos. He poured steaming coffee into the lid and handed it to me, and he drank from the thermos himself. Then we sat on a snowy log and told fishing stories. All right, there it is. Coffee and secrets. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for your support of this Trout Bitten Project in every way. We'll be back next week to finish up that technical discussion on mono-rig styles, nymphing leaders, and all of that. Until then, remember, the Trout Bitten Project is a free resource for all anglers. The Trout Bitten website hosts over 1,000 articles with endless stories, commentaries, tactics, tips, and more. Find what you like through the top menu and through the search page. Navigate by way of the categories and tags, too. Be sure to find the Trout Pitten YouTube channel, now featuring the Trout Pitten Tip Series, the Fish and Film Series, and the Trout Pitten Flybox, all in collaboration with Wilds Media. Thank you for listening to the Trout Pitten Podcast. Please give the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a comment, because that really, really helps. Until next time, friends, fish hard, enjoy the day, and find your life on the water.